Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. Ladies and gentlemen, on behalf of the California Angels and the City of Los Angeles, on the occasion of Her Majesty's royal visit, please welcome internationally renowned opera star Enrico Palazzo. Yes, he's in the intensive care ward at Our Lady of the Worthless Miracle. You should have been pulled in the front they have faith in you. You should have been pulled. You are now locked in to the latest edition of the Hey, it's Enrico Palazzo Fantasy Baseball Podcast, presented by Rotofanatic.com. Go to Rotofanatic.com today and check out Paul Mamino's latest GPS report. One pitcher to rule them all, and Paul shows you how to do it. It's episode 104. Today's show is sweet, simple, and to the point. The great spin rate panic of 2021. What are we to do with all these pitchers and their spin rates? Is it over? Will all pitching cease to be useful going forward in 2021? Join your host Christopher Deary and Michael Gobier as they dissect Tyler Glass now, Shane Bieber, and many more pitchers. The gunk is gone, but the pitchers remain. We'll also play Name That Runner-Up Fab, Vid, and players that are about to have an amazing awakening. MLB is shit to bet on this gunk problem, but Palazzo Podcast has you covered, and we're here to solve all that ails you right now. Take it away, boys! Just another day here at the Plaza Podcast. Somebody gets hurt, someone's injured, same old shit. Nothing changes. And it's going to continue to happen. That's how it works in this world we live in, and we're doing the best we can. I'm Michael Govier at MJ Govier. G-O-V is in Victor I-E-R on Twitter. C. Deary1999. Christopher Deary, the one and only legend of something. Well, yeah, what am I the legend of? of? Yeah, what are you the legend of? I don't think I'm a legend of anything. What? You're definitely a legend of something. Um, I don't know. What am I good at? You're good at golf. You're good at uh, backyard games. I'm good at bags. Although at that bachelor party, I was so bad at bags. It was so frustrating. It was awful. You let the team down. I'm shocked to hear that. I thought maybe you weren't in mid-season form just yet because it's early. Well, I think I may attribute it to that gambling wasn't involved. (laughs) I think maybe there was no stakes, which was good for me, but maybe bad for my partner. Yeah, that's the that's where you need to be. But 
I understand. Maybe that takes a little bit out of the fun. So you're going to have to find a new motivation, dearie. And I'm sure you will, just like we will today on our lovely, lovely Wednesday episode. We're going to talk about spin rates. The great spin rate panic of 2021 is fully in effect. And people are panicking across the streets. Spingate. That's exactly there it is. That one is long gone. Yeah, I should think, is it Spingate? Is it, is it gun, Gunk Gate? I like that one. No gates. You know, we're not doing gates anymore. Oh, huh. okay. Gates it's are so cliche. We got to do better than that. That's okay. why I tried the Great Panic. The Great Spin Raid Panic is a start, but uh, you guys can fill in the blanks however you like. We'll talk about name that runner-up fab bid. How do we do this week? How are people looking? And... Many other things, including Matt Manning's debut, which we're very excited about here. Dude, how excited are you for Matt Manning's debut compared to last year when Mize and Scooble made their debuts for the Tigers? Go Tigers! Uh, it's probably the same level of excitement. I think it's just kind of cool that you had Mize pitch two days ago, grabbing himself a, a win. Scooble went last night, grabbed himself or went today, grabbed himself a win, and you're gonna have Manning tomorrow. So we'll talk a little, a little deeper into. Matt Manning come up? Is he going to be here the rest of the season? It's just kind of a spot start as they're waiting for Turnbull to get back. But there is some excitement. I mean, this is a guy who was drafted by the Tigers at 18 years old. He's been in the system five years, 23 years old now, six foot six right-hander. He has not been very good so far at AAA, but hey, man, things can change when you get up to the big club. So I'm excited to see. I mean, the future of the Tigers are are they're starting to come. Dingler and uh, Torkelson got moved up to AAA this week, so Double it's good. Or, yeah, to double A, Erie, which I got the hat on right now. But uh, hey, it's, it's exciting Go to wolves. see it. it's, it's exciting to see that these guys that they drafted in the last five six years are starting to starting to get a little drink of Kool Aid up in the majors. So it's exciting to see it for Tiger fans. They're still, still terrible, but although they swept they, they swept the Royals, Royals swept the wrong apart too. Royals have lost eleven and twelve. The Tigers have been playing good ball for a while now. It's not a secret. You start off as bad as they did with their offense and, and where they are now. It's actually quite, quite impressive. So Go Tigers. that's for well, you, Jazz. I know you're wa- annoyed because that's stuck in your head. So <laughs> They're watchable right now. Like, it's it's actually kind of fun to watch. Hard to believe that's true, but Michael Vollmer got the save today. Uh, he did give up two earned runs in that save. Last night, Gregory Soto got the save. What do you do? Who's the real closer? I talked about this on the Rotowire pod when I was on there last Thursday with Scott Jenstad, which you guys can check out on the Rotowire feed or the YouTube page, of course. And he asked me point blank, Tigers, who's the closer? And I said that Soto was the most talented guy. I liked his arm the best, at least. But I didn't know that. I totally blew it. I didn't know Fulmer would come back so quickly. I was expecting him to be out another week, but he just showed up on Monday ready to go. And if he's back, he's definitely the guy. Uh, Cisnero, I picked up him and. One of my leagues on NFBC, that's pointless now. He's not even in the conversation. He's the eighth inning man for sure. It's between Soto and Fulmer, and they want it to be Fulmer because Fulmer is the tradable guy that they want to move. Show an asset that he can provide you with something this season for a playoff team and then move him on out. Exactamundo, and he's going to leave here and not be a closer somewhere else. Probably be a sixth or seventh inning guy, a two-inning swing guy. And uh, yeah, but I mean, they got to roll both these guys out because they need some trade chips to just get more assets. Go Tigers. Yeah, that's uh, something. I'll tell you what. It's going to be uh, interesting to see how this trade deadline goes. Because after last year, 
there really wasn't a trade deadline because we had a short season. This will be a real trade deadline. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I got to be honest. Got to be honest on this show on the Hands Rico Palazzo Fantasy Baseball Podcast presented by RotoFanatic.com. I tell you guys about RotoFanatic.com all the time because we're presented by them. I'm one of the runners and owners of the website. So if you like me, then you should support RotoFanatic.com. But if you don't like me, then I understand. Take a step back and don't use our website. But I got a feeling that we could probably find some common ground. I'm not willing to give up on these people just yet, dearie. I won't do it. Well, there's other that. personalities that work for the website that are probably better people than you. I like you, so that's why I check out. Oh, definitely. There's way Roto, better people. Roto Fanatic. Paul Mamino, Carmeirano. Crosby Spencer's a wizard with these stats. He's going to come on the show over the next week or so. We're going to talk about the ball, the 2021 ball, and what he's found. He also wrote an article about that a couple weeks ago that you can go see and read at rotofanatic.com. Make sure you listen to the Turn 2 podcast as well. That's our other podcast with Matt Williams. He had Paul Mamino on. Basically, Paul's been on every week, and him and Paul talked about this whole Spingate situation what's going on. A lot of good stuff on that. Turn 2 podcast with Matt and Paul Mamino. Paul Mamino is a wizard. Trust me. He is. All right, Jasper's here. Hey, Jasper. Hi. How's it going, buddy? Good to see you, my man. Always in the his house here on a Wednesday night. Me and Deary are going to talk turkey. I'm really excited for Matt Manning. I love his curveball. I love his stuff. His dad... His dad or his uncle was the Rich Manning, right? The NBA player. Was it his dad or his uncle? I got to uh, double check. Unsure. That. Unsure. Don't have this information. Oh, it's real. I saw him uh, in a clip with a Grizzlies, a Vancouver oh. Grizzlies. He was in the NBA. Never heard yeah. of this guy. Rich Manning? <laughs> the fucking Vancouver Grizzlies. <laughs> Rich Manning was a American professional basketball player who was selected by the Atlanta Hawks in the second round of the 1993 NBA draft. A six foot 11. Power forward from Tacoma, Washington. Manny played two years in the NBA. Utah. Okay. Where do you go to college? Two. Uh, looks like UW? he played collegially at both Syracuse. Ooh. And God, I don't remember this guy at he all. He was a graduate transfer at Washington. So okay, so you didn't go to UW. Grow. And his son was drafted by the Tigers, ninth overall in the 2016 MLB draft. So there you go, Rich Manning. Uh, so somebody, if you want to, in the live stream, you could pop a picture of Rich Manning in the live stream for anybody who's curious. But point being is, Rich's sperm did some great work. <laughs> That's a and good created sperm. Six great sperm, elite sperm, eighty grade sperm, without a doubt. Rich Manning created Matt Manning along with his wife, or uh, you know, his Rich, Matt's mom. I don't know who Matt's mom is. So sorry, Matt's mom. I don't know who you are. I know who Rich Manning is. At any rate, Matt Manning is six foot six two. He's so tall and like lanky. He's got the form, too. He repeats his mechanics very well. I truly, I'm, I'm sorry it took five years for him to get here, but I think this is going to be the best of the three. I really do. And I'm going to stand behind that, and I'll die on that hill. I will. He's got he's got the best makeup, for sure. I mean, Scooble's probably got the best stuff, but he's a little volatile. But, like, you look at a six-foot-six six frame, repeated motion, power fastball, good off-speed stuff. I don't care that he's been a mess at AAA because 2019, he was really, really good at Erie. And that's kind of where I look to is how good do you do in AA? So it, it's it's time. I'm glad we get to see him here second week of June and get excited, Tiger fans, because I mean, they're still a few years away, but we're starting to see these, these young guys coming up, which is really, really exciting for us here in the Motor City. Go Tigers. Well, it's time to do a little bit of housekeeping. Say thank you to everybody who's been supporting the show all season long. 
Beyond that, preseason, midseason, postseason. You guys are always here for us on the Hans Rika Blotso Fantasy Baseball Podcast. Brought to you by RotoFanatics.com. We're still looking for those trophy ideas. Guys, we need those trophy ideas for the Palazzo Podcast Invitational. People are excited. And yet, we still don't have enough ideas. We need at least five more ideas, folks. So if you're creative, even if you're not creative, just take a chance. Have your kid make a design and then send it in. Palazzo Podcast at ProtonMail.com. Or you can DM the show Palazzo Podcast 2Ls2Zs. You right don't have to be in the easy. league to throw out an idea. When you listen to the That's show, you got point. some good ideas. Throw some ideas out. We want to give something really special out to the winner of the inaugural league. That will be a thing every year. So that this is in perpetuity forever, as Smalls would say. Let's make it happen. Wait, is he Smalls? Who's Smalls? Specs. Who's the kid in the sandlot? Squints. Who's Smalls? Squints. Squints says it. Smalls is the main character. Paul Sporer says it. <laughs> yes, Paul Sporer says it. But yeah, guys, come on. Let's do something cool with the trophy. Get intense. Find your passion. You got an artistic side you've been afraid to kind of dive into take this opportunity to make it happen i would love to see something cool but uh you don't have to it's just something i would like to see it's a dream dearian we can all dream as far as the overall standings for the plaza podcast invitational it's richard sands our guy richard sands continues to dominate he is just so damn good in fact i'm in the draft champions podcast from zach waxman in one of his I think four leagues for his uh, listener leagues. And me and Richard are going head-to-head in that league. So Richard's everywhere. He's really good, dearie. And you got to watch out because Richard Sands, he's a nice guy, but he doesn't mess around when it comes to his fantasy baseball. Solid player. It's good to see he's still at the top of the standings. It's been about a month and a half here where he's been uh, carrying the unit here. He's been great. Well, he's got 520 overall points, which is a healthy lead over Andrew Poplin, who's in second place with 486 points. So you guys, you got some work to do here if you want to make up some ground. Some of you may have given up, and I can respect that because <laughs> there's certain leagues where you just feel like, hey, there's nothing I can it's do here. It's over. <laughs> yeah, the party's over. So as we look at the standings, it's those two. John Stull, Stully, my guy from the Fantasy Insiders podcast, also a Canadian, a really great dude. Make sure you follow Stully on Twitter. I was on his show in the preseason, and we had a great time talking shop. He uh, seems like a cool dude who loves to party, which is my kind of guy. So make sure you follow (laughs) Stully on Twitter and the Fantasy Insiders podcast. Follow, rate, sub, yada, yada, yada. And then our old pal, Yancey Eaton. Hi, Yancey. He's in fourth. And then Zach Waxman, we just mentioned, is in fifth. That's your top five. That's an elite top five, dearie. Richard Sands, Poplin, Stully, Yancey, and Waxman. Good stuff. Boy, I hope that one of them wins it. Well, uh, I'm in 47th today. You're dropping. Uh, Yeah, I dropped a point today so far, apparently. And you are still at 55. You've been just chilling there. Although you're up six points. Six points, dearie. That's good news. That's good. I've been in 14th place in our solo league for about a month. I'll never... I'll have no shot at the overall because I only have one... I have one guy in my entire roster who can get saves. And it's Lucas Sims. So that's it. There's, There's no other... Like, look... Here's my lineup. I'm showing this for those on the podcast. We are watching it on the live stream. I'm sharing my roster. Look at this. There's no relievers. All my pitchers are Kyle <laughs> All Hendricks. those player, none of them. None of yeah. them can swipe a save for you. I mean, I got Shohei Otani, which is awesome. And I got Logan Gilbert. Logan Gilbert That's and Shane McClanahan, who are two rookies who came up and have produced, which you would think that would help me, but there's no relievers here. Look at the relievers. Uh, Phil Matone of Cleveland. No. <laughs> 
Michael Lorenzen's been hurt all year. Reyes Maranta actually is getting closer to activities. He might be back sooner than later. That'd be nice. Joe Jimenez is trash. Uh, Darwin's in Hernandez. He's a nice little reliever, but he's not even close to sniffing the save situation. So, yeah, I totally blew it. Keona Keeley, Joe Ryan, blah, blah, blah. Do you have any guys on your squad that aren't even pitching in the or hitting in the major leagues? Like, they don't even have a team? Because I got one guy. Oh, you do? I got Ty Butry on a team on my fan tracks uh, draft and hold. So, yeah, I, got I, got Rick, I got Rick Porcello. <laughs> I, I, hey, we did we did this draft in what like February, early March, and uh, yeah, I'm like, ah, he'll sign somewhere, and I'll take him really, really late. Still okay. out there. Yeah, that is not what happened, is it? But uh, Jasper makes a very good point. There needs to be two L's and two Z's on the trophy. I would agree with that. I think that's a fine idea. We've also had other ideas about the Golden Beaver or the uh, you know the, the sword from the KBO. So we need more ideas, though. But I think having two L's and two Z's is a good baseline. And we'll go from there. Good call, Jasper. You're a smart dude. And that's why we love having you being a part of our show. Right, dear? I picture it like right at the top of the trophy, similar to like the ACDC logo, like two L's, two Z's with like a lightning bolt in between. Dude, that sounds sweet. Why don't we do that? <laughs> Look at that. I'm throwing ideas out. See, now we're talking. Now we're cooking with gas, as they say. All right. I want to say thank you to everybody who's been following us on Twitter. So let me go through and say thank you to you personally. I'd like to thank Matt Goodwin for following us. Thank you, Matt. Nice to have you aboard. Matt Goodwin at The Corked Matt. He's a husband, father, teacher, writer, podcaster, introvert, contributor, and he's also part of PitcherList. So has his own podcast, too, called Dugout Study Hall, which is very, very cool. And the BoopTube boys followed us. BoopTube boys from last week, dearie, which is Van Lee's thing. For those of you that missed last Wednesday's show with Van and Nathan Dockin, which is available on our feed and our YouTube channel. I love the BoopTube boys. I do. I'm a big fan of them. I think it's a great name. It just flows so well. Well, it's a perfect name to get followers, whether you know what their uh, podcast is about or not. Like boob tube boys, come on! Oh, dude, there's gonna be boobs. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta listen to this. No, there's no boobs. They're just talking about like Doctor Quinn, medicine woman. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they really have an interesting taste in TV. I'll say that. Great idea. Thanks to Z2 for following us. Z2 is a graphic designer, so if you need somebody to do some graphic design work for you, follow Z2 at Z2 Fantasy. Good times. Noodle salad. Of course, I'm going to push the guy, David Meyer, Dr. David Meyer, who was on our show about 10 days ago. Listen to that episode. With all the injuries and the spin rate shit going on, I asked him about Shane Bieber on our Twitter feed, and he responded. And he said, the sub-scap strain of a rotator cuff muscle that helps to produce internal rotation. Think follow-through. Many come back strong with surgery, like Carlos Martinez has. Spin rates were down mainly with breaking balls when they tend to get more pronation. So don't expect much before August from Shane Bieber and Dr. David Meyer's opinion. So that's good stuff. That's the kind of shit you can get on our Twitter feed. Does that scare you, dear? There's a lot of words in there. I have no idea what it is. I mean. Yeah, but he said not before August. That's basically all I got. I own no shares. (laughs) I own no shares. Yeah, I don't have Bieber either. That's funny. Wow. Maybe that says something about this podcast. And thanks to Mike Blanke for following us. Michael Nicole Nickel for following us. Michael Nickel, Mike Blanke, thank you very much. And that'll do it. We love the new followers. Really appreciate it. In fact, I don't really count this shit. I really don't care. But we are 
one follower away from a thousand. Oh my awesome god, podcast. really? We're one literally, away? We're literally one right now. So. Oh man, yeah, I check I check in about every week to see where we at on followers. We're almost there. Oh, Carm checking in. Carm's here? What up? My goodness, look at those arms, Govier. Yeah, they're very white, aren't they? Jeez. Look at that. So you can see where the burn happened on this one. You gotta but get it, uh, I put some aloe vera on it. It's better now because this was really bad from Sunday. But thank you. Carm, I appreciate that. Shout out to Carm. Shout out to everybody here who's in the house. We got a lot of comments I got to catch up on here. But I wanted to say, if you're not following the Plaza Podcast on Twitter, two L's, two Z's, Utah. you could be the thousandth follower right now. What a legendary moment that would be for you. Or maybe it won't. I don't know. But I think it would. <laughs> it sounds Were fun. You, it makes, it make, like you say, like you could be the one. It makes me think of uh, the movie One Crazy Summer when like the crazy uncle is like sitting inside just like huffing cigarettes all day trying to be the thousandth caller to win like a, a thousand dollar grand prize or whatever for the summer. You remember that movie? Yeah, I do. And Deary, <laughs> I totally followed your lead on this. You're an idiot. It's Carlos Marcano, not Carm. You blew it. Oh god, I get that. I get them two mixed up all the time. Yes, Carlos, Carlos Marcano, and then we have I don't Carm do that. Mar- Yeah, I bl- yeah, Deary's fault there. Blame at C Deary nineteen ninety nine. This is like the third time I've done this. Yeah, go follow him at C Deary nineteen ninety nine and blame him. You know, Carlos. I know you. I know you, Carlos. You're my man. So. I followed his lead. I'm not taking the fall for that. Uh, Chaz says, at Jasper, I'm streaming Bailey over today, and I'm kind of nervous. Fucking Bailey? Are you talking about the B-A-L-E? The, not the uh, Homer Bailey, but the other guy. Homer uh, Bailey. Homer Bailey. You know what I'm talking about here? Two no-hitters. Two no-hitters? No way. That's not real. Homer Bailey has two no-hitters. Does he? Yeah. Wow. Holy shit balls. Like well, a career rate, uh, ERA over six, but he has two no-hitters. That's amazing. That is a great stat. Wow. Don't forget, Plaza Podcast, two L's, two Z's. Follow us. Utah. Be the 1,000th follower. Give me two. I'm at MJ Govier, G-O-V's and Victor I-E-R. You can follow me. Jasper says, I might grab him myself, but Mariners? Double question marks. Mariners, yeah. Jasper says, hell yeah, go Deary. I think that was in reference to our last place situation in the Plaza Podcast Invitational. Jasper says that he likes Gallon, and Chaz says that... I haven't watched much of Gallon, but people tell me to have faith. I have never dropped him in all the leagues I drafted him in. And I would, I think uh, we're looking at Thursday. Look at this right here. Chaz says, Zach Gallon could start Thursday. Dear, do you believe it? <laughs> this is similar to the last time he started, like right when he came off the deal at the start of the season. We're like, holy shit, he's starting like tomorrow. And yeah. is this the same exact situation where it just like pops up just like that? He's starting. We had no clue. He's going to be activated from the injured list and start tomorrow against the San Francisco Giants to try and end the Diamondbacks' legendary road losing streak, by the way, which is at, I don't know what happened today. I have to check the score, but they were at 21 consecutive road losses. Do you oh, know? my and God. They're, uh, they're a poor team. They are a very 21, poor team. 21. And there's so many teams that have awful road records this year, including the Rockies. They're close to, like, setting the record. They're like 5-27, and 27, I think. And the all-time record is 13 wins on the road. That was the 1935 Boston Braves. So road issues galore. And I don't know if that's related to COVID or what that is, but it is curious. But the D-backs are about to take on the Giants in San Francisco, so they could end that streak tonight. But if they do lose tonight, tomorrow Zach Gallen could save the day. Zach Gallen is a guy that I never gave up on in my main event, even though I'm struggling. You know, I'm in eighth place in my main event, so it's not god-awful. You You're know, moving up. Eight out of 15, yeah, it's that's not bad. I'm... 
I'm not pissed at that right now. With Zach Callen returning, I never dropped him. That would be a real big boost for me. I also picked him up and kept him in a RotoWire 12-team OC. So I've been uh, I've been keeping keeping the faith on Gallon because it seemed the way he came back gave me hope. I'll admit that, dear. Like you said, the fact that he came back so quickly after there was supposed to be a, the break or the crack in his forearm. Mm-hmm. The way he came back so quickly, and they said it wasn't surgical for his elbow UCL inflammation. So I bought into that. But well, we'll see how he does now that he can't use Spider Tech if he was before. Uh oh! UCL, UCL, dude. This is why I wanted to mention Tyler Glass now because oh wait a minute okay wait I want to get into a few things here we'll talk about that but those we'll are get to it yeah those are some good leads uh Chasman Ober not Bailey okay thank you Ober, Ober. Ober. Can't Ober. Uh, <laughs> and one thousand follower Jasper Springer Jasper hey! just now following we'll have to send him a parting gift. He is. We are literally at a thousand followers, Jasper. I can't believe you weren't following us already, but I'm gonna <laughs> let it slide because you became our one thousandth follower. Well done, Jasper. Beautiful. Thank you very much. Even though we don't care about that shit, I really don't. But it's it's a nice number and it shows growth. So, good job, everybody. And lastly, Bailey Ober. He's a starting pitcher for the Twins. Yeah, you said Bailey as a first name. I th- I would assume Bailey was a last name, and then when you added the Ober, it all came together. And now I understand. Thank you, Chaz, for clarifying that. Appreciate it. All right, dude, let's get into leading off. It's simple. In leading off, we always do the first catch of the day. Good. Our first catch of the day. And the catch of the day today, dearie, is... Who is it? I wrote it down earlier. Oh, it's Matt Manning. Yeah. So we kind of already talked about Matt Manning. I actually, I wanted to do somebody else, but I moved him to later in the show because it makes sense for that situation. Okay. So Matt Manning's the catch of the day. I'm not sure. I'm not sure you should start him tomorrow. He's going against Shohei Otani, which is, <laughs> angel, makes it even yeah. more exciting, doesn't it? Shohei versus Matt Manning. That's like must-see television. Yeah, it's a late game, too. So you have to yeah. stay up a little later tomorrow night, which is just fine with me. Hell yes. I'm totally stoked for this game. I'm a weird kind of Angels fan. Like, I don't love the Angels, but I kind of like them a lot. I love Shohei Otani. I love Mike Trout. They're easy to root for when those guys are on the squad. And to see if Matt Manning could show me something tomorrow. I know everyone's saying, everybody who's in the the biz here. Oh, by the way, Jasper says, I don't do Facebook or none of that, even though I have the apps. Yeah, good for you, man. Facebook sucks. Keep it simple. But Twitter's a good place for fantasy baseball info. If you want quick, quick, like nuggets of information, get in, get out. It's a good place to be for that. But Matt Manning has been terrible, and all the analysts here are saying, oh, dude, there's no reason to even be excited about this right now. It's cool that he's getting called up, but his AAA numbers are horrible, so why won't he? Why would he be any better when he comes up to the big club tomorrow? It's 32 innings. Like it, It's very clear that his problem has been he's giving up home runs. Yes. 27.5% home run to fly ball rate. Before that, he was never over 8.7, and that was over at 8+. So home runs per nine for his career is like 
this season. He's just giving up the long ball this season. So what I'm really excited about with Manning coming up is he's going to have the opportunity to work with Chris Fetter. Chris Fetter has been able to work with Mize and Scooble, who both had rough starts to the season and have been really, really special over these last five, six starts for both of them. I really, really believe in Chris Fetter. And the fact that Manning's going to be able to come up and work personally with Fetter, I think is going to be a big upside for Matt Manning. I'm in. I mean, this guy's got all the tools and the talents. He's got a really great breaking ball, and he can throw hard. He's got the length. He's got the mechanics that can be repeated. He just looks like a pitcher to me. And But what does he have between here? I don't know. I don't know as much about him mentally. I've tried to watch some of the videos and listen to him, and I posted a dumb thing right before we went live here. <laughs> I did. I did the Matt, the Matt Manning day thing with the Rex Manning combo. <laughs> it's pretty dumb. Empire Records. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Basically, I just took Matt Manning clips and I put them over. Say no more. Mo no more. That's it. So, so it's good. very dumb. You go check it out on Twitter. Uh, I'll post it on YouTube later after I'm done. But I put it on my Twitter feed at, at MJ Govier, of course, where you can follow me. Oh, shit. I'm missing Sixers Hawks right now. I really want to watch that, actually. Did you watch that game the other night? It was a great game. Yeah, I did. I've been watching every NBA game every night. Last night, fucking Bucks blew that game. 17-point lead, and they just let Durant take over. Why is Giannis not guarding Durant? Trash. Total trash. Yes, I was very disappointed in that. By the way, we followed you back, Jasper, on the Palazzo Podcast Twitter feed, two L's, two Z's. Utah. So congratulations, Jasper. You have another follower as well. At any rate, I... Love the NBA playoffs, but this is not an NBA show, so I'll keep it simple. My bottom line here is Matt Manning's worth a shot if you got nothing to lose. If you got a head-to-head league and the situation is tenuous right now, you're not trying to blow up your ratios and you're worried, of course, don't start him. Uh, like Logan Gilbert, who made his debut, he didn't do very well in his first outing. But then he got it going eventually. Jackson mm-hmm. Cower came up, was destroyed, and then destroyed again. So, um, And in fact, Jackson Cower was rolling up today in the ninth inning, apparently, for the Royals against the Tigers. He might be Ooh, moving to the bullpen situation. That was It was just a tweet I saw, so I don't know how much substance there is. No verification just yet. But Yeah, yeah. the interesting part will be if Manning sticks for the rest of the season. I don't think he will. I think they still want to groom him down, down low when he makes the opening day roster next year. I mean, but a lot's going to depend on what happens with Turnbull. They're saying it's not serious, but, I mean, they, they it, the Tigers are in a weird situation because – Turnbull, out of their starting pitchers, has the most tradable value. So they want to get him back, but also, like, you don't want to rush him back and injure himself even more, which is really, really interesting what the Tigers are going to do here. I really hope the Tigers can make some moves here at the deadline and just get some more chips, more lottery tickets for the future. Oh, come on, the future. Let's get going already. Christ. You know, (laughs) it's time to get this thing moving forward. And I like what I'm seeing, but... The players on this roster right now, I don't give a shit about for the most part. Like exactly. Yeah, Zara and yeah. Nico Goodrum is like the definition of depression to me. Unfortunately, nothing yeah. personal against Mr. Goodrum, but I just like see him and I'm like, oh, God, why? Yeah, I mean, it's great that Jonathan Scope is heated up because he's on a one year deal here. So he's he's an asset you can certainly trade. Uh, I don't know what else they have on the infield coming up in the future because they, they just don't have much. I mean, Torkelson. He's been playing third base, so he's he's most likely going to be your third baseman of the future, which I always thought he'd be over at first base. Daz Cameron was brought up. He's actually playing pretty well, but I yeah, mean... he got hurt, though, didn't he? Oh, wait, no, it was that Derek no, Hill. That was, I can't keep track of these guys. Derek Hill and Derek Hill. 
By the way, Ty's here, brother. Ty from the Dingers podcast is here. Ty, Turney Boss. What up, Ty? Good to see you. Make sure you guys follow the Dingers podcast. It's a great pod. They're also on the Audible version of, what's it called? Oh, my God, I'm so dumb. Where am I spacing to today? The place where you go on there and you have conversations. Clubhouse. Yes, thank you. Uh, Ty is leading the way on Clubhouse. So if you love Clubhouse, make sure you follow him and Robbie Baseball on Twitter. Robbie Baseball is awesome. I love both of you guys. You guys know that. And Ty is a borderline. He's like a Tigers fan and a Blue Jays fan combined. It's weird. It's a long story. Ask Ty about it. He'll explain it to you. That's fun. That is fun. Jasper says, going all out for 2022 in my one of my keepers. Grabbing Manning and a dozen or so other prospects and rookies. Yeah. Hey, season's over. It's time to rebuild, man. Dynasty season. It's middle of June. Time to start cashing in. In my big dynasty league that I'm in, the only true dynasty league I'm in, dearie, I'm in third place, but fucking Roto Nino, who's a great guy, by the way, you should follow. Uh, George, why am I spacing out today? What's wrong with me? Yeah, the stupids. Yeah, what happened to me? Let me slow down here. Let me... uh, (sighs) Regroup. Let me just relax, you know? Let me uh, do a relaxing show here. Yes, George Montanez. You need a massage. I do. I need a massage, Ryan. Where's Deary when I need him? Damn it. George Montanez is in first. He's got a, he's like a 143 in terms of the standings. It's, it's Roto. And there's okay. 16 teams. And I'm at 113. That's a lot of points to make up. 143 wow. to 113. Point being, though, is he made a big-ass trade. He cashed in a bunch of prospects, including Hazelus Lizardo for, like, Freeman and... Uh, Bogarts. And I'm like, how am I supposed to catch up to this now? I mean, he's just getting better. It, it's wow. hard to top that when he's already the best team. So good for you. Yeah, it's I know you really care and you're really feeling for me. I can feel it. So <laughs> <laughs> oh, Rodonino is great. Make sure you follow Rodonino. George works at NBC Sports Edge now, too. And he's a part of like the big oh, cool. he's a big timer, dude. George. <laughs> I love you. And you're a excellent competitor. Nothing but respect for you at the end of the day. But my whole point where it, that kind of led to was it's time to sell, it's time to sell. And if it's time to buy, it's time to buy. Don't wait around. Chad Sample says, Scope is my dude. I picked him up two weeks ago. Yeah, it turns out the uh, Jonathan Scope heater wasn't over yet, even though he got hurt last weekend and he sat out a couple games. He hit a home run yesterday. Yesterday, went three for five today. Shit. I guess I bailed too early on the Jonathan Scope streak. That's my bad. I'll take responsibility for that. But let's talk about the great spin rate epidemic. The great spin rate panic of 2021 the nightmare that is this spin rate concern people are terrified everywhere dearie people are making noises they're screaming and yelling they don't know what to do anymore they think spin rate and they're like ah! it's just why ah! the great spin rate panic of 2021 and no more pain full of an experience right now than tyler glass now who's He's done. He's cashed out. And he's blaming the spin rate and gunk situation, Deary. Now, you know pitching, Deary. You've pitched yourself. You're no Tyler Glass now. But, you know, you, you've been on the bump many times. Do you really think that gripping the ball harder because you lost the substance that helped you hold the ball would lead to an UCL tear or partial tear? Yeah, so I saw the headline the other day about it, and I didn't watch his press conference until... About a couple hours ago. And after listening to him, I think it's pretty valid. Um, 
You know, thinking back to my pitching days, sure, I never pitched past high school, but I hated having a brand new ball because, yes, it is slippery. It's absolutely slippery. I have small hands, so it was hard to get a grip anyways. When we would go to, let's say we're going to Brighton to play the Brighton Bulldogs. You know them very well, neighbor to you. Mm-hmm. If I was pitching that day and we had a brand new set of balls, as soon as I got that ball on the mound, I'm putting some dirt on it. I'm trying to gunk it up as best I can to get a grip on it. If we could switch balls out midway through the game, I would find the oldest, dirtiest ball that would have the most grip to it. So there's certainly some some justice to him saying that, you know, you switch it up. And here, here's my biggest problem with what's going on. The MLB has historically done nothing for players. And yes, it's against the rules to have a foreign substance on a ball, but they've been turning a blind eye to this for years. And now we're two months into the season and they're changing this and they're going to be inspecting pitchers a couple times a game. They're inspecting catchers as well. So you're switching everything up on pitchers. And I actually do believe that Tyler Glass now had to grip that ball tighter. And he said after his start two starts ago, he started feeling some pain the next day pain that he had never felt before and then his next start after that when he blew out that elbow he said going into that start he was still feeling that pain what Hmm. i just don't get is you're two months into the season you're making some changes you can certainly do this at the end of the season what's stupid is sure you get a 10 game suspension but you're not taking any money away from players you're getting a 10 game suspension they're not losing any money so guys are still going to do whatever they can do he completely went clean he's like i'm not yeah. going to use the sunscreen whatsoever that is you know, so and fetch. and they've been talking about okay i i need to have a grip on the ball so i don't hit batter so hit hit batsmen have been skyrocketing over the last 15 years anyways i mean personally more or personally my thought is in the last five years it's been happening more because guys are pitching more inside than ever Hmm. but for mlb Hmm. to make this decision two months into the season when guys have been doing this forever i feel like they need to find a way for them to use either they need to change the ball so you can get more grip or allow them to use some type of substance that is going to let them have some type of grip on the ball, I I think would be to an advantage. But, I mean, MLB doesn't give a shit about players, and it'll be interesting. I don't think he's going to be the first guy who blames an injury on the ball and the fact that you can't use these foreign substance, substances anymore. Hmm. Yeah, so that's kind of my thoughts on it. Well, that's well, well done, dear. That's dynamite analysis. I'm down with what you're saying. And a lot of pitchers would just like to see the hitters. And he stood there like the house by the side of the road and watched it go by. Struck him off. You know, just strike out, strike out, strike out. Let the K's roll as they always did, right? And tonight, Garrett Cole, four strikeouts in seven and two-thirds innings. I mean, he's not giving up a lot of runs. It's a three-to-two ball game. The Yankees are up one on the Blue Jays. But four K's for Garrett Cole, that's low. Uh, I'm not going to jump to any conclusions, though, because it can happen. Yeah. It's He also had four, see, in seven innings against Houston on May 6th. Mm-hmm. So to make any assumptions like that, like, oh, oh, he only had four strikeouts. Oh! No. Slow your roll. Everybody calm down. The right spin rate panic of 2021. But MLB, shame on you. You guys are scumbags. You fucked everybody, in particular the players who play. You can't make in-season rule changes. This is no, Fantasy leagues don't even make in-season rule changes, you dicks. 
I under I under so and this is what I what keeps bothering me is all these other people on Twitter or on Facebook or wherever you follow these stories are just like, well, oh no, now you can't use the illegal substances that were already banned. But baseball as a whole have turned a blind eye to it for years. So it's not even a blind eye, it's just open eyes. Like it's just it's a, open, a yeah, handshake exactly. agreement. Players talk about it, managers talk about it, owner like owners, everybody knows this is going on. And then you're yeah. making this change now. And we always talk about the mental aspect of the game. We talked about this last week. Like what does that do between your ears when you can no longer use anything? And Glass now talked about that. He was just like I wasn't using sunscreen. He had always used sunscreen. He wasn't using the spider tack or, or, or any of that other stuff that were like basically the ball will stick to your hand if you have your hand up up like that. But it, it certainly messed him up, hit him up mentally, and it's probably going to do so for a lot of other players. I'm fine. You want to make these decisions, do them in the offseason, get together with the players union and be like, okay, what, what can we use? Is do we need to do something better than what rosin does? I mean, I think rosin is garbage, doesn't help at all. Really? Is there something that we can approve that will help the pitchers out that batters will be fine with and something that isn't insane that is going to like really change the game? But you can't make these these calls two months into the season. I understand it's illegal, but nobody gave a shit about it. And all of a sudden it's a big deal. Like it's another thing that baseball is doing that's bringing negative publicity to them. Yeah, you know, I thought about this a lot. Today and yesterday, I got away from fantasy football because the NFL was so fucked up with, you know, with Colin Kaepernick and the black ball situation, and it's making all these ridiculous kind of standards about threats related to taking a knee and all that stuff. It just bummed me out. I'm like, this, this isn't fun anymore. I don't like this. But this is much more egregious. Like that shit is bogus. Like the political and social context of taking a knee to game I, should absolutely be welcomed. It's not about what people thought it was about the, for those that were against it. Mm-hmm. But what's going on here is a legitimate game-altering situation, mm-hmm. which is so not cool. If you cared it's about it before, totally why bogus. weren't you checking players before? You weren't. I know. You didn't I, care. I, Nobody cared. And then all of a sudden, everyone gives a shit. Now MLB's going to come down. Yeah, now MLB's going to come down with an iron fist. Nope, no more. Yeah. Now, we, now we have one injury. And yes... You know, when I first heard it, I was like, come on, really? Like, he, he injured no, I, himself because he couldn't use this stuff. And then I watched his interview, and, like, I felt his pain. And I was like, I actually believe this. This isn't, this isn't bullshit. Bullshit! Well, that it's bullshit. You know, oh, God, it's just so... Uh, ah, that is bullshit! And, and, you yes, know, and think about, <laughs> thinking about it, like, how many balls do they use in a game? They use probably close to, like, 30 to 40 baseballs in a game. And that's a fresh ball every time. That baseball is slick, man. I mean, I talked yeah. about it being a pitcher. Like, that baseball is slick. And sure, these guys have massive hands. It's not like my little, you know. And they mess with the seams every year, too. So, we're oh, the seams are higher or lower. So, you get that shit mixed in. I remember yeah. when you Darvish was pissed. The 2017 World Series, Game 7, they lost to Houston, which apparently Houston was cheating. But you Darvish also talked about the fact that he couldn't grip the ball well because the seams had been adjusted. And this these little it makes no tinkerings. Sense. Yes, it makes yeah. no sense to be tinkering constantly. But I want to move on to this. Uh, Jasper says, rosin bags with some pine tar added? Hmm. Maybe that would be a fair compromise. That's fine. Oh, Ryan's here. What up? Ryan Venancio. Ryan Venancio is a fantastic drummer. Make sure you follow Ryan on Twitter. He's a killer, badass drummer. He has a band and everything. So if you love wow. baseball and you like music, there's no reason why you should not be following Ryan. He knows a lot about 
both things. So, Ryan, good to see you here, man. What up? Woohoo! Yeah. And Ryan had a really good point today about Keston Hira might be one of the players that benefits from this change because he struck out so much. That's why he got sent <laughs> down, right? So this might be good news for him. I thought it was an interesting tweet. I didn't, I didn't think about it that way, how it yeah. might affect hitters who are absolutely struggling with the breaking balls. I mean, it's it's interesting. It's, it's something to consider. Anyways, make sure you check out Ryan. Follow him at Ven underscore baseball, V-E-N underscore baseball. He's a great drummer. He's got his own band. It's like it's like hardcore stuff. It's pretty cool. Dear, you should check it out. I don't know if you ever listened to his band or not. But What's the name of the band? Uh, ta- Sail Ahead, I think it is. With right. Sail. I'm always, I always screw it up. Uh, I'm an idiot. But all I know is that it rocks. I've definitely listened to it and jammed it out. It's hardcore and it's my kind of thing. But right it's on. not for everybody. But it's for people who love... You gotta love music to like hardcore bands and like it's not screamo or shit like that. There's a big difference. So I love it all. Right, Ryan? You're right here. You're in the live stream, just like everybody else. Yes, with sales ahead. See, I did say it right. I Ooh, just kind of that's a great name. I, I just kind of blew it. Ryan, apologies to you. With sales ahead. Live. In fact, why don't we just play a quick little uh, clip here, dearie? In tribute to Ryan. He's on the show. He's here. Say it. We'll say. With sales ahead. You gonna isolate but, the drums? I can't do that. I'm not. What do you think this is? We got a super board over here, a $10,000 mixing board. Hey, coming up next, I'm going to isolate, isolate David Gilmore's guitar only as we listen to the entire Dark Side of the Moon right after this. No, I can't do that here, but that would be kind of cool, wouldn't it? Anyway, check out With Sales Ahead and songs like this. Kicks ass. This is Ryan right here, man. He's drumming on this. That's talent right there, folks. I don't know how you play that fast. I've always struggled with that fast beat. I give a lot of credit to you. As a fellow drummer myself, I'm very impressed, Ryan. Very good stuff. So, Witch Sales Ahead, Spotify, wherever you listen to music, iTunes, yada, yada, yada. I Plus, dig Ryan that's right up our alley. Baseball, so. Hell yeah, it is. Witch Sales play. Ahead. Okay, so with sales ahead, Tyler Glass now, he's done for the year, right? We're not expecting anything. No return. He talked right? about possibly being ready for the playoff run. We'll see. I mean, fantasy yeah, wise, he's done. No way. No way. I told people to drop him. Somebody uh, DM'd us on the Plaza podcast Twitter handle, which all of you can do. Utah. Two. Give L's, me two. Two Z's. And Rip. he's like, which Rip. of these guys should I keep? It was between. He has to drop one. He's got three of these on the IL. Eloy Jimenez, Tyler Glasnow, or Zach Plesak. And I said drop Glasnow for sure. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I'd, yeah, I'd agree. Because Eloy could be back sooner than we thought. Mm-hmm. And Plesak will be back soon. He's he's starting to ramp up activities. Not quite, but he'll be there. And then Glasnow is a maybe, maybe he's back for the playoffs in the real world. So fuck that. Yeah, that's not even a debate. So that's a good call. And I love when you guys tweet at us. Please keep doing that. It's a lot of fun to answer your questions. A lot of people are a little more shy. They like to do it in the DMs. So thanks to you guys for coming at us and asking questions like that. We're always here to help you anytime that we can. The great spin rate panic of 2021. Uh, Anything else related to the spin rate situation we want to cover here? Because I think pitching is going to become even more of a premium and there's going to be panic moves by people. Would you take advantage of people right now to pick up pitchers? Because people are panicking to sell them? Or would you rather just 
avoid all that situation entirely because you know you can go with a situation that might not affect pitchers like relievers. Do you think this affects relievers more than starters? This is actually another question I was thinking about. I I, I really haven't thought about that. I mean, it, it'll be it's interesting. Probably equal, right? It'll be interesting as we get through the next month, month and a half to start looking at the spin rates and just looking at how it could be affecting some of these players. I don't think it was a, to a point where maybe there was, I mean, I mean, what's the percentage of players that are using something? A hundred percent, 95%. It's pretty a hundred percent. It's gotta be right. It's gotta yeah. be. Unless it's, unless it's some Mormon or something is like, I, I just can't do that guys, but it's not even against the rules. It's, it's part of life. Well, it seems like, uh, I mean, maybe people might go in this towards a strategy in like a head to head league where they're just streaming guys and then just relying on their bullpens. I, I, I have no idea how this is going to affect how I'm going to move forward in, in fantasy. Really? Well, you need to think about that. This is serious. Well, I'm just trying to throw guys out on the on, on the board to sell. It's funny. I offered up Acuna and people just started going nuts. They wanted to give me like Acuna rookie cards for Acuna. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Yeah. Tim Roofer uh, hit me up. He's like, dude, he's <laughs> like, would, you take, would you take a PSA 10 Chrome rookie Acuna for Acuna in a dynasty? And I'm like, well, you got to offer up more. They started offering me up with like Derek Jeter cards. And I'm like, well, I'll take those two cards and your three best players. <laughs> That is fascinating. Weird trades going on up there, guys. But hey, it's all available to you. I just think about what Tyler Glass now said. He says, I 100%, this is quote, I 100% believe that contributed to me getting hurt. End of quote. He used the sunscreen rosin mix. That was his thing. That was his preferred was his brand. Of, yeah, his, his preferred gunk of choice was just sunscreen and rosin, which isn't as bad as spider tech. Then he went cold turkey. Against the Nationals, and he struck out eleven nets. Eleven. Interesting. Cold he turkey. Said, he said he was gripping the ball harder, which I completely understand. But that's the next sentence. But the next day after that game against the Nationals, he woke up sore. He said, "I felt completely different." Oh man, that sucks. Because he he even talked about how he grew up and talking about throwing fastballs. It's almost like throwing an egg. You want to have a loose grip to it. Yeah. And in order for him to get a good grip, he had to bite down hard with his hand on it, and that's going to put pressure on your elbow. That is a fucking bummer. I feel bad for Tyler Glass now. He did deserve this. He was having a really great season, like taking things to the next level, and that is unfortunately where it's going to stay. So if you didn't draft Tyler Glass now this year, you could technically take a win. You'd be like, well, I... I lucked out there because it would have sucked to not have him for the rest of the year. But you were wrong, and I would have been wrong too because I don't really have a single share of glass now. Maybe one, maybe on a best ball, and that's it. Uh, I was a little concerned that he was overhyped and the ADP was around 45. I know he was mixed there because I was always at the 15 spot in all my drafts. Those of you that listen to the show in the preseason, remember me talking about that. I'm always at the 15 and at the end, back-to-back picks. And So by the time you got back to your next set of picks after pick one, and two, there was always Marte, Starling Marte, who got hurt too, but he's back. He's been playing great. Mm-hmm. Tyler Glass now, uh, Whit Merrifield. There's always the same bunch of those guys. and All those guys all three have been really them, good. Yeah. All three of them have been pretty, real damn good, but uh, Glass now is the one that's not going to make it to the end of the year. Very sad. Uh, as far as the spin rate situation goes, I don't. we don't have any or very little information to say, hey, lack of gunk, reduced spin rates means they're worse pitchers. 
When it comes to strikeouts, that's not true. We saw Glassnell struck out 11. Other pitchers have still been dominating. Uh, Bieber went to the IL, Shane Bieber, because of a possible shoulder issue. Now, I kind of think that's horseshit. I think that's a bullshit claim. I think he's lost and doesn't know what to do right now. So they're like, well, you know, because this happens all the time. Dr. David Meyer said it on our show. That, yeah, these things get made up. People will say whatever. Teams will say whatever. If there's an issue, you, it's just something you do. These injuries have been such a bummer, and uh, I, I think next year, more than ever, you're going to see more DFS players than than full year fantasy leagues. Like wow. pe- people will be, people are going to be getting in DFS leagues. Like I think that's just the way to go in the future because it's just too frustrating with these these injuries. Well, I hope this is not permanence. I did think it would be a weird year. I didn't think I thought it'd be bad, but this has even blown out my expectations. So next year, hopefully, we'll normalize after the bozo season of 2020, which ruined everything. It's well, it's still not, it, no, I mean, it's uh, what's what's normal. Are we going to go back to 10 years ago? Because injuries have been on the rise for the last decade. Oh, well, there's always going to be injuries. Yeah, but they're actually, you know, D- Derek Rhodes does great work on this stuff. <laughs> Follow him on Twitter at H-R-H-O-A-D-S, Derek Rhodes. Always making graphs and nice <laughs> images to tell you about how injuries compare to previous seasons, and he's always keeping you updated on that. So if you really want to know what's going on with that, follow guys like him. Derek Rhodes is a smart guy who puts the work in, and he gives you the fruit. You don't have to do anything. You could just look at his fruit. It's great. I like fruit. <laughs> you could look at his fruit. What the fuck does that mean? Check out my fruit. Hey, uh, Derek Rhodes' fruit. How is it? Let us know. Plaza Podcast at ProtonMail.com. Plaza Podcast, two L's, two Z's. Utah. Give me two. MJ Govier, G-O-V is in Victor, I-A-R at Twitter, and C. Deary, 1999, D-E-A-R-Y. Not the hoof. Oh, man, hoof antlered. I saw a massive deer right outside this window yesterday afternoon. It was the middle of the day. He's just sitting like 10 feet off the porch. He had like seven points. He's just hanging Should have shot him with your bow. <laughs> I don't know. I left my bow at my old place. So sorry, that's my fault. Um, I don't know what else to say beyond that. You know, what else can we say about the spin rates? It's something to keep an eye on. I do think it's overhyped. I want you to walk away from this podcast knowing that the spin rate hype and the gunk fear is being overhyped tremendously, and it's going to be used as an excuse to take advantage of situations by players and by teams and by fantasy players. But the overall adjustment overall should be the same, but context will matter. You know, Garrett Cole and Tyler Glass now are two different pitchers. They're two different types of people. He reacts one way. Tyler reacts the other way. We saw what happened. Is there going to be another glass now situation where someone wakes up with a wonky elbow because they grip too hard in fear of being busted? Will that fear of getting busted after what happened to Tyler glass now be reduced because they would rather be busted than have a UCL tear? How about that? The great spin rate panic of 2021. Are they doing the same thing in the minor leagues? Do you know? I haven't heard anything about the minor leagues. I would imagine they are. Yeah, that's a no. They busted a bunch of minor league pitchers recently, so yes, definitely. College, high school things. ball, middle school ball, T ball. <laughs> uh, you got coach, me there. Coach pitch. <laughs> coach pitch. Coach the coach pitch. has too much gunk on. He's out. <laughs> oh gosh, that's a that's funny. All right, so there it is. Spin rates. Do what you will with it. Gunk is out, and they're going to be busting people's chops. Bogus by MLB. MLB has failed us again. I don't know why I'm a part of this. Why do I cover fantasy baseball when baseball is such a sham? But we can't bail and let Manfred's Bozo crew take over permanently. We have to stay here on the air to make sure that they don't take the game away completely from us and ruin it 
forever. We can't let that happen. That is the reason I keep doing this. We have to hold on until he's finally out of there. And hopefully more intelligent people like Theo Epstein take power. Yeah, are we going to end up with Manfred for like 20 years like we had with like Seeley? He's not. I mean, yeah, he's younger. He's not an old man. He's not old. Yeah, it sucks. Manfred's trash. Manfred's bozo trash has ruined everything. Thanks a lot, Manfred. Manfred bozo trash. All right. So Jasper says next season baseball should be closer to normal injury hits. We'll see, Jasper. We'll see. But so. like Deary said, injuries every year are slowly rising. The great Ben Wright panic of 2021. All right. So hey, it's the Rico Palazzo Fantasy Baseball Podcast. Yippee. Woohoo. Sub our YouTube channel. 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 Yay. Too many cups. Thank you very much. We're trying to get more Zarf. subs. We just cracked 100 on the YouTube channel, so there's a nice milestone for us. Thank you. More subs would be better. And uh, if Snarf or Zarf or whoever would also sub the show, that would be really, really, that would be a, that'd be a great call for us. Uh, great show, fellas. Always good to be part of it. Got to run, though. Kids need to get some, get to bed. Yeah. Hey, Jasper, the best part about leaving now is you can watch the show on YouTube at any time. You can pick up where you left off. That's why this is great. You're never missing anything, whether it's the podcast version or the video version. It's good news for you. Put those kitties to bed. Tap their heads and give them a nice little kiss and say, <laughs> Daddy loves you. Read them a sweet baseball story. Oh, that'd be nice. All right, now it's time to play that game that we all love. Name that runner up Fabby. All right, that's right. Today's show is real simple. Me and Deary give runner up Fabbids, and we try to decide... Well, we actually get the bid, and then we decide to run our fan bid, so I blew that. Oh, hey, great news, by the way. I benched uh, Anthony Rizzo and Dansby Swanson tonight on my home league. Good news for me. Dansby Swanson, two for three. Two runs, a home run, three RBIs. Anthony Rizzo, Rizzo, one for four with another home run. (laughs) Yeah, two days in a row. Fuck! Fucking, last week I had six bench homers. Six! Oh, God, that's devastating. I'm stuck between Mark... All right, nobody cares about this. I, I'm sorry, folks. Oh. You're stuck between two players, and the guy you sit performs, and the guy you play doesn't do shit. Miguel Sano and Anthony Rizzo and Joey Votto. There's too many first base guys on my roster yeah. right now that can't all play, and I'm trying to pick the one that plays. I bench Brendan Rodgers, and then he hits home runs. And then when I play Brendan Rodgers, he doesn't do anything, but Dansby Swanson hits home runs. When I play Dansby Swanson, Brendan Rodgers on the bench. You know, it's just... It's a I nightmare. Got, I got the same issue with Jonathan Scope, Jazz Chisholm, and uh, who's my other guy? And Gliber Torres. Same problem. <laughs> oh, Gliber. Somebody posted, hey, Brock, what's up, man? Brock this monster. Make sure you guys follow Brock on Twitter. Great follow. Knows the game. Jasper, peace in the East. Brock's going to be on our show in the next week or two, maybe three weeks. we got to find a time to get him on, but uh, he's got a lot of great stories to tell. He DM'd me last night, and I found out there's a lot more to the man than I had any idea about. So, oh, I'll be excited for that inside the Palazzo studio. That'll be a really, really good one. That's the kind we want to get on board here. Follow Brock. He's a good dude. At Brockness Monster on Twitter. Is that his official handle? Brockness Monster? It's a pretty cool name. There's no K. It's just B-R-O-C. Yeah, Brockness Monster. B-R-O-C-N-E-S-S N-E-S-S, Monster. Like Elliot Ness. Remember that movie? The Sean Connery and Kevin Costner? I haven't seen it since it came out. The Untouchables? <laughs> yeah. yeah. It was in 1987. It's been a while since you saw it then. Okay. Holy shit. Uh, Ryan Venancio says of 
I got to make a trade. Yeah, I'm I'm trying. Here's the problem. I'm in the upper echelon in this league. I think I'm in fourth place, maybe fifth place right now. Nobody else that's kind of in it right now needs what I can give up to them. It's only the teams that are in the bottom tier. But this is a redraft mm. league, home league. We've been doing it for years. Shit will get vetoed immediately if you trade with someone that's in the bottom of the barrel, which really <laughs> which is so frustrating. That's why no one trades in this league because it just gets vetoed all the time. You're like, oh, we don't want you to improve your team. We're going to veto it. I've been in that league. I can verify that. That is absolutely 100% truth. So that's not cool. We're going to get all in your face and point out your faults. Beery. Can you name this runner-up fab bid? So, over the weekend, people thought it would be a slower fab situation for some. I actually didn't think it would be that busy, but it ended up being quite active depending on the league you were in. In my TGFBI league, which is a 15-team, two-catcher roto league, for those of you that have never heard of TGFBI. By the way, I'm in third place, hanging tough, so that's good news. You know, not New bad. kids on the block would be proud. <laughs> Davithius, our old pal Dave Swan. Haven't talked to him in a minute. We gotta get Dave back on the show. That was like a year ago he was on the show. Damn, Dave. Dave, how you doing out there? Hope you're doing well, my brother. Dave's in second place. Seven points ahead of me. But in the fab run, what was the runner-up fab bid for Luke Voigt? The bid was $168 for Luke Voigt, dearie. $168. What was the runner-up bid? 92. Oh! Good Lord. That is incredible. When I first moved here, I blew Mr. Belvedere. That is also (laughs) incredible, but dude, 90. Very good. Oh my God. $2. It's it's hard when it's triple digits like that. There's not much, there's a huge gap to what you can bid. The probability of guessing that close or exactly (laughs) with all the choices. I'm good at this game. I'm better at this game than fantasy baseball. Oh, don't say that on the air. Come on. That's no, not true, folks. He's being hard on himself, but it's kind of funny. All I right, have Deary, some give me good a... teams and bad teams. See, there it is. There you go, dear. You got to support yourself. All right, give me one, dear. Yeah, real slow week. Amazingly, the top two bids, I won. I won both of them. Hmm. So we're going to go with Miguel Andujar. I bid $55 for Mr. Andujar. He's been playing left field a bunch for the Yankees, the struggling Yankees. 55 was the winning bid by me. What was the runner-up bid, Mike? 55. Man, uh, I'm surprised he was still around. That is interesting. I'm going to say that somebody bid 42. Pretty close. 47 was the runner-up bid, so I don't feel too bad Ah! going eight bucks above that runner-up bid. Yeah, that's fine. I can live with that. I can live with it. That is so fetch. It's not fetch, but... You're a lousy fucking softball player. That's not true. Is that Cruise? You're a lousy fucking softball player. Yeah, that is Tom Cruise. What movie is that from? from? That's a good question. That is definitely Tom Cruise. He plays softball in A Few Good Men, and he's terrible. That's the movie. You got it right. Is it really? Who does he say that to? You're a lousy fucking softball player, Jack. 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 Kevin Bacon. The Bacon's character, yeah. Yep. (laughs) Your boys are going down, Danny. I'm going to stop that now. All right, uh, back to me. I did pop up to the pitcher twice this past Sunday. It was very painful for me. But I at least I understood why I did it, because I was just going for the low. I got goaded into it by those goddamn wily whiskey lip pitchers. You know, they just like Doug, man. <laughs> Doug, yeah, old school Doug, huffing smokes. Doug yeah. Out. <laughs> he had a smoke in one, smoke hanging out of his lip, and a whiskey bottle in his back pocket. Classic Doug. 
All right, and uh, let's go back to Jake Fraley. Jake Fraley, after Mitch Hanniger news came out over the weekend, I mean, he left the game on Sunday with a bone bruise. But good news, by the way, Jake Hanniger. Jake Hanniger, that'd be a cool name. Tonight on an all-new Jake Hanniger. <laughs> I could see that being a show That's on a CBS. Show. Definitely a CBS. But Jake Fraley was going to get more run because he was playing well, and Mitch Hanniger had the bone bruise, but Mitch Hanniger came back tonight and was in the starting lineup in a game that's actually just about to start. So that's good news if you have Hanniger. But Jake Fraley was bid $28. What was the runner-up bad bid for Jake Fraley in TGFBI? $28. It's funny because $28 seems low. This guy has pretty much been a top three fantasy player the last two weeks. He's been unbelievable. He also went in my league. Let's see here. $28. Nice. Um, I'm going to go with $15. That was the winning bid in my league. Well, it was more than that, wasn't it? You can't win them all. It's actually less. It was $3. Wow. $3. That was a tough wow. one. I, I think everybody missed it out on this one. The guys on fire mean? right. The guy, the guys on fire right now. I'm surprised oh. there weren't like bigger bids. I mean, oh yeah, yeah. He was 15 in our league, and there wasn't a runner-up bid. I, I, I should be kicking myself in the nuts for not putting a, a bid in myself. Uh, yeah, he's hit two homers over the last seven days, and he's had a hit in almost every game. He's been playing regularly, a couple steals. So yeah, yeah. 15, 15 RBIs over his last 38 at bat. See, dearie, this is the kind of guy that can help you win a league because it's a cheap buy. I, I know. 28 bucks was paid in this league, but if it was a different type of league where you might pay five to seven dollars for these lower end guys that have talent and could provide you with the information that will help you win your championship. These are these little bids, you know, these guys that are cheaper that produce just enough, they're not a drain on your bench that's or your roster, preferably. That's the key with these guys. It is. All right, Jerry, give me another one. We're going to go with Austin Gomber. He has won three in a Ooh. row. It looks like this trade with St. Louis might be working out. They may have found a gem here in Austin Gomber. He's been an incredible Whatever pitcher over the last couple weeks. Winning bid, $47. What was the runner-up bid, which was actually my bid? Wow, it seems like a lifetime ago when we all got Gombered, when he got absolutely shelled in that start a couple months ago, six weeks ago. But now he's able to pitch... Anywhere. It doesn't matter if he's on the road or if he's a Coors. It's just good times for him. $47, you said? $47. I will say that's too hot, but people were into it. I'm going to say $39. Nope. Runner up bid was $28. Uh, I'm sorry, Michael. All right. One more round of this and we'll move on with our lives. Let's, uh, let's go to the old. Um, tag team league that I do with Eric Cross, the tag team satellite league that was created by Maddie Davis. It's a 15 team league. Same situation. You know, two catcher roto, you know, the drill. And this particular player was bid on for $67. Sammy long, the guy who we really got to know Sunday night, dearie, when we did the fab streaming show, I, I had no it, idea who he was. I hadn't heard of him, and, uh, you know, we, we can't know everybody, but you did mention some good stats, good K rates on Sunday Night Show. I remember you saying that. Correct. Sammy Long, $67 bid. What was the runner-up bid to that $67 bid? $30. 44 I'm getting worse. Uh-oh, it's okay. It's a tough game. All right, give me one more. 
We're going to go with first baseman Bobby Bradley. Bobby Bradley. Who's also been pretty hot here this last week. Winning bid $55. What's the runner-up bid for Bobby Bradley? Sounds 55 like for Bobby Bradley of the Cleveland squad? He's not even Bobby Dahlbeck. He's like, I don't, know, I don't think Bobby Bradley's very interesting. He's one of those boring-ass players. But he is technically a prospect, so people tried. $55? I say the runner-up bid was... 32. 53. Genius, genius, genius. Nope, it's the opposite of genius. I got it wrong. All right, there it is. Name that runner fab bid is in the can. Now it's time for awakenings. That's right. Players that are about to go on a run here. They're about to tear it up. There's signs of progress. Now, I had two players that I definitely listed on here because I've seen it and it's happening. And it might be too late for one of these, but maybe not for the other. So the first one is Matt Chapman. Mm-hmm. Awakenings. Matt Chapman has awoke, dearie. Ever since the past weekend, he found something. He connected, and his life has gotten better. His bat has taken off, and there's been production as a result. In fact, he has a hit in his last one, two, three, four, five, six games, which is pretty unusual for him. Mm-hmm. And in that span, he also had a couple homers, scored some plenty of runs, and it looks like the average is slowly creeping up. He's hitting 223 at this moment which kind of lets you know how bad he was hitting before the last week occurred. Uh, Matt Chapman is a guy that is awakening. He's alive, and I would be trying to acquire him if you need somebody who's going to help you with power. Power only, of course. That's my guy right here. Love it. Yeah. What about you? You got somebody who's alive, coming alive? Yeah, a guy who started the season off really, really hot. He was a Pretty decent prospect for the Reds. And then he kind of went to the dumper, went on the DL. He's Uh-oh. been back here for the last three weeks. I'm going to go with Jonathan India. So after, over his last oh. 45 at-bats here, 10 runs, two home runs, six RBIs, batting 311 with a 989 OPS. What I really, really like about India is he's leading off for the Reds. And we know what happens when it becomes midsummer down there in Cincinnati as the Reds rake. He's got Winker Castellanos right behind him. Jesse Winker's having an amazing all-star season, and Nick Castellanos is having an MVP-type season. So when you got India leading off, if he can continue to get on base, he's got a little bit of pop, he's going to score a ton of runs for that Reds lineup. He still could be out there in some of your leagues. I think India's a nice scoop up here as he's had a really good start to June. I should have listened to Ben Palmer. Had Ben Palmer on early in the preseason. Well, it wasn't early in the preseason. It was during the preseason. And I remember him. Clear as day, dearie. I can I can see it now. He's basically sitting where you're sitting because it was me and him doing the pod that night. And we tried to do it together, actually. Remember, a computer got fucked up. And we ended up having like a, a triple redo before we finally got together with Ben. Unfortunately, that was hilarious. Be there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah you, you had that whole problem. And then Ben and I were just in a room talking about Chicago, like the band yes! Chicago for like a half hour. And then I couldn't be on the next time. It was hilarious. He's got great taste in music. That's a good thing. But he told me on that show, Jesse Winker is a guy I love this year. I yeah. think he's going to kick mm-hmm. ass. He crushes the ball. There's a whole bit. Of, you can go back and listen to the Ben Palmer episode. It's all available on our old streams, on our old podcast feed. You can hear him say it word for word. He was right about Jesse Winker. So shout out to you, Ben. You really nailed it on that one. And that's that's a lot of production coming from that bat. But Jonathan India is a good call, dear. I liked it a lot. I'm all for that. We actually cut him loose in the 
tag team league a couple weeks ago when he was right before he started hitting lead off again and he turned it on and we couldn't get him back. We had to pay more than we would have wanted to. So that's what happens. That's how it goes in Fab. My next guy, is CJ Crone, Cron, Crone, Cron, Crondon, CJ Crone. CJ Crone hadn't hit a home run since May fourth. May fourth. He had a deal stint in there as well. So yeah, but I thought that was before that. Like he just was stinking it up the joint. Uh, when I looked at his game log, I saw a lot of zeros. Zero, zero, zeros in his overall home run column. But he finally hit one on Monday back at good old Coors. Nice place to hit. Seven home games. We actually previewed this, Deary, on the Fab Show on Sunday. We said seven home games. Colorado Rockies. That's good news for hitters. And they're a big kick in the Padres' ass, actually. they I think they've won all three games so far, which is not good for the Padres if you want to maintain with the Giants and the Dodgers. But at any rate... Crone finally hit one Monday, and he hit another one today. He's heating up. He can do this. He was drafted. Probably 160s. His ADP climbed a lot once mm. he signed with the Rockies. Everyone's like, oh, God, God, he's going to Coors. Coors. It's going to be Coors. It's going to be a fucking 80 home run season. It's going to be unreal. <laughs> hasn't quite been that, but it's a great place to hit. And if they can turn him into trade bait, too, a team going nowhere, of course. So this makes a lot of sense that they'd like to turn and burn. This is a guy you want to ride the hot streak. They want that hot streak to happen. They're not going to fuck around. You know, they're not going to be playing the games that they usually play because they know that he can turn into an asset down the road. Or at least hopefully somebody. Did they ever announce a GM replacement, by the way? I don't think they did, or I missed it. I don't know what the hell's going on in Colorado right now. They better Nobody figure does. it out because they got some assets to trade at the trade deadline. Yeah. At any rate, he's eating up. He's going to start cranking bombs. He's well overdue. That's what, The point of this exercise for me is people that are due and they should be producing more in a particular category and they haven't yet that means that they eventually will unless there's a catastrophic injury and there is not for cj crone so get yourself to cj crone and enjoy it i'm into it yeah oh take a take a sip of that beautiful water <laughs> anybody else how about you deary you got anybody yeah, else? how about uh how about sean monaya sean monaya's won three in a row he had a complete wow. game two weeks ago against the mariners this guy had a disastrous season last year and you know this season he's been really good his era was in the shitter for a while because he had one really really bad outing against boston where i think he gave up seven and in two innings since then he's been really really serviceable he's gone Almost six innings in every start. The other night, he went five and two-thirds. But the strikeouts have been there. He's limiting the walks. And he's won three in a row, like I talked about. He sits at six wins, 2.99 ERA, 78 strikeouts in 81 innings. The A's are playing really, really good ball. I think Manaya is getting back to what he was a couple seasons ago. And I think he can be really, really serviceable. He might be hanging out there in a couple of your leagues. But I also think he could be someone that you could trade right now and get some pretty good value because he in a, is on a hot streak or you might be able to trade for him and boost up your 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 roster right now we're, you know we're at that stage in a season where the guys like a Cole and a Bauer and you know obviously Bieber's on the DL but those those guys that are the big money pitchers 
you're not necessarily just going to win leagues with those guys. You got to look for these middle of the road guys. You know, a guy like Anthony DiSclefani, he's been really, really good. I mentioned Austin Gomber's been good. Ryan Yarborough's been really good the last few weeks. Framber Valdez has been really good. These guys are all like mid-level guys that maybe you could scoop up on a sneaky trade and boost up your roster as we get closer towards the end of June, closer towards the all-star break and Playoffs are only about eight, nine weeks away in some of those head-to-head leagues. So this is a guy who I think is going to be really serviceable as we move into later in the summer. And you want me to change? Fuck you! Well, some people refuse to change, but a couple notes there. Uh, Yarbrough shit the bed today against the White Sox, which really bummed me out because he was pitching good, and then he stayed in the game, and things kind of fell apart, and it happened. Yeah, they should have pulled him. He went, he, he went six and a third, and yeah, it kind of fell apart late. Bummer. But... That kind of got me thinking about Zach Gallen for some reason. Uh, he popped in my head again. Was Zach Gallen pitching tomorrow? First off, he didn't have a rehab assignment. Isn't that peculiar? I think that happened last time. Or maybe like he only went out yeah. and th- like, wasn't. I, I don't think he had one last time. I think it was just. I'm very. I agree with you. I think like, that is true. Pitching on the just side. Happened. Like, why are they doing that? It's very odd. He knows. He, is he a master of like injuries now? He knows something we don't. The Diamondbacks are morons. So I don't think they know what. Other teams wouldn't. What I want to take from that, though, is we saw Denelson Lamette slowly come back, and Ryan Weathers was demoted today mm-hmm. back to AAA because they fully want to go with the five-man rotation of Lamette, Interesting. Paddock, Musgrove, who else, Darvish, and who else am I missing? Whoever, the top five there. So Blake Snell? Yes, Blake Snell. Who was who fucking awful again today. Didn't do very well today. Hey, Patrick Ryan, what's up, Patrick? Yeah. So Gallon threw a a simulated game, two and two-thirds innings. Maybe this is the way to go. Simulated game. Keep him at the site where he's rehabbing. No reason to go out and go over to your double-A or triple-A team. I think this might be the the wave of the future. The way of the future. The way of the future. The way of the future. I, uh, Patrick, good to see you, buddy. I'm glad you're here. Patrick says they had faith in him. Yes, they did. They do. But with Demelson Lamet slowly coming around and Gallon seeming to do somewhat unique things here, I wonder if we're hit, entering a age of change when it comes to the elbow injury, the UCL injuries. Uh, something to think about. There's, there's not a lot of evidence here. I just want you mm-hmm. guys to be considering it going forward. Like maybe some of these aren't death sentences. Maybe Glassnell's isn't a death sentence. You know, but the specifics will matter and how big a tear that shit will all matter. I'm not trying everybody's to up. That. Yeah, everybody's elbow is different. It's just really weird. I cannot believe that Denelson Lamette has actually come back and been a useful pitcher. It really blows my mind, man. I I just yeah. didn't think it was going to happen. It seems so against type. Well, yeah, I mean, before it was always it's surgery. It's surgery, and it's a yes. year, a year and a half. But now they're starting to figure out that maybe they can rehab this and not go into surgery. Obviously, everybody had the surgery. He's on the same team. Yeah, obviously, everybody's arm is completely different, and – Everybody's arm is also a ticking time bomb. You're just waiting till something pops and then it's over for a little bit. It will yeah, happen to everybody. I just hope it doesn't <laughs> happen to Jacob DeGrom. He, he was pulled today for uh, shoulder soreness. Yeah, well, he's always got little nicks, but he never seems to go down for the count. Except when he had Tommy John. <laughs> that did happen once, remember? Mm-hmm. I think we forget that. That really did happen. Gary Sanchez hit a home run today, Deary. That's two home runs this week. Three home runs in the last four games. I love he's- it. It's happening. I'm it's proud happening of you, now. Mike. You've stuck with him. You've been loyal to your man. 
well, it's certainly going to help a lot of my NFBC teams because I have him on several of those Roto Leagues. But he should be helping you guys. He even didn't even start today, and he came in and hit a pinch hit home run or subbed in and hit a home run. I didn't see the official highlights, so don't quote me. But Oh, wow. The Yankees actually won. They did. How about that? And Alberto Montesi's back. He came back this Get a home week, run. and he's hit two home runs, two in the last two days, Jerry. Yeah, so one today. Montesi's going to be universally owned. Is obviously not somebody you can acquire, but if someone's mm. sick of Montesi and you want to get on that train, it probably would have been a good idea to pick him up a week ago, frankly, so never mind. But Gary Sanchez, as a catcher, is a guy that you could target. If you need power, you need power, you need power. Gary Sanchez's power will always play, and as the summer months heat up here, the ball's going to keep flying even more, and with the reduction of the gunk, it's just all looking like better offensive days are ahead. But we'll see. You know, I'm really curious to see how the rest of the season plays out. Even though I'm really fucking pissed still, I think this is some Bush League shit for the the show to act like a Bush League organization and do this dumb shit with these fucking rules. You don't... God, imagine being a player or a manager, dear. Like an actual contributor. And you make money, and it's really a big part of your life. And they fucked around like they have. I would be... I don't know how I would contain myself. I would need a therapist. I would need a sports psychologist to help me come to terms. Absolutely. When it's like how, and this is my thing. It's like how serious are you really taking it if you're suspending players, but they're still going to get a paycheck? Like if you're really that serious about it, then you're going to take some money away from the players. Like if I'm a player, I'm still using this shit. (laughs) Especially if I'm on a team that's out of it and they have no chance of making the playoffs. Like fuck that, man. Yeah. I'm in a contract year. Yeah. Do what I can do to get away with it. That's a really good point. Contract years are happening. There's other motives for players that they need to do what they got to do to be good enough to get that money, the moolah. Good call, dearie. All right, there's the show for today. We did the Wednesday edition. It was a lot of fun. Hopefully, we covered some ground, gave you guys some players, uh, strategy talk, too. We try to do everything that you guys want, not just give you players' names and who's on hot streaks, when to buy, when to sell, dynasty strategy, roto strategy, fab bidding, gunk, Gate, as Deary described it earlier. All of these things are part of society. Don't forget, we're presented by RotoFanatic.com, and tomorrow's Thursday, even though you might be listening to this on a Thursday or a couple days after it went live on the YouTube channel or Spotify or Apple Podcasts, a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts will help the show grow and expose us to a bigger audience. If you guys could do that, it'd be very nice of you. We would really appreciate a five-star review and rating on Apple Podcasts. That's the only way... To review podcasts for some reason. Spotify doesn't have like a rating system, which seems absurd to me still. I've been saying this forever. It's annoying and dumb. And of course, the YouTube channel. You can sub us and click the little bell for notifications when we go live. We'll be back Friday at about 5.30 p.m. Eastern time. We're going to have Tony on from the Open Bar podcast. The Open Bar, fellas. And this has been long overdue. We're supposed to have him on in the preseason. Then we rescheduled. And he's been very flexible with us, dude. But I expect good things with Tony on Friday. Let's pretend it's the preseason to make some predictions. Me and some like geniuses. <laughs> well, you know, uh, second half's coming up. We can talk about that. We can do some insane fantasy takes for the second half. That could be a fun idea. Who knows Ooh. what we'll talk about? We Throw that on the It's our show. We can do whatever we want. You're the producer. You're the host. There's no overlord over us. We are the Palazzo Podcast. Overlord. For some reason, that reminds me. That's very good. Dude. It reminds me of Howard the Duck for some reason. That Overlord. I think is what they call that thing. That monster that Jeffrey Jones turns into. I think Howard the Duck. Howard the Duck is canceled for many reasons. One is because oh, really? Jeffrey Jones is in it. <laughs> well, yeah, that's that's problematic at the very least. Uh, there's also I mean, come on, duck. Leah Thompson is like. Did she <laughs> did she sleep with the duck? 
Did that happen? They cuddled. They cuddled. We don't know if. There are duck boobs in that movie, though, which is very weird to see. What a weird film. Anamorphic duck boobs. Fucking strange shit. You're right. Really, really weird. Uh, I don't know what they were thinking, but I actually watched that movie a lot when I was a kid, so it's a part of it. It's in me. It came out in 1985. It was prime. It, it looks like a kid's. Oh, it's a duck. Look, it's a fun duck. But it's yeah. not really a kid's movie. No. All right. Well, next week, uh, we'll be doing the show Sunday. Fab and Streamer Sunday show. So Friday with Tony is the next show, and then uh, we'll keep doing what we do. Plaza Podcast, rotafanatic.com. Check out Paul Bamino's GPS report. comes out on Thursday, so that'll be available on rotafanatic.com. And all the weekend articles to help you win. Schedule factors by Crosby Spencer. Informer report by Davey Funnel, the Canadian, and Mike... Mr. Doctors! Closing remarks. All 30 bullpens covered. You're going to need it more than ever. Until then, I am Michael Govier at MJ Govier. GOV is in Victor IER. He is C. Deary1999 on Twitter. Christopher Deary, Michael Govier, Plasso Podcast. Two L's, two Z's. Utah. Give me two. Catch you next time. Right, lads. Now, I know there's not a faint heart among you. And I know you're as anxious as I am to get into close action. But we must bring him right up beside us before we spring this trap. That will test our nerve. And discipline will count just as much as courage. The Acheron is a tough nut to crack. More than twice our guns, more than twice our numbers. And they will sell their lives dearly. They mean to take us as a prize. And we are worth more to them undamaged. Their greed will be their downfall. England is under threat of invasion. And though we be on the far side of the world, this ship is our home. This ship is England. So it's every hand to his rope or gun, quicks the word and sharps the action. After all, Surprise is on our side. <laughs> you know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan 
planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Coriant's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Coriant.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Coriant.com.